0: This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 933. Three study tips with Kirsten Cable of The Fluent Show. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com. /my score Today's special guest, Kirsten Cable, scored an overall 9 on her IELTS exam and now runs the language learning company Fluent Language. She shares 3 study tips that earned her that 9 and will boost your study habits by helping you plan, track and review study habits and goals. Hello everyone. Kirsten, welcome to the podcast. Am I saying that correctly, Kirsten? Yes, you are. Yes. Yeah, it's fine.
1: <laughs> Excellent. No Can one you? no one says it the,
0: the local German way. <laughs> no, what is the local German way? Kerstin. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I'm not I, I, I don't even say it that way. So it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? I'm very excited to have you as a guest today. Let them know where you're from, where you live now, what you do.
1: Yeah. It's really cool to be on your podcast. I love it. I love it. Okay. My name is Kirsten Cable and I work with language learners of all varieties, all the flavors. I love adults who learn languages. I have a, well, my native language is German. So I'm a native German speaker. I have learned English as a foreign language and I also speak French and Welsh relatively well. And I speak Chinese and Italian and Spanish really badly. Um, and I just love learning languages and work every day on a blog and a podcast called The Fluent Show, where I help people learn languages.
0: Yes, and it's an amazing podcast. I've been listening to it. I love it. So definitely you guys need to check that out wherever you find your podcasts. And we're so lucky because Kirsten is going to share with us three study habits from her language habit toolkit, which can help you as you're preparing for the IELTS exam, as you're learning English overall. So we are going to get to those in a minute. But first, I found out that Kirsten actually took the exam several years ago and got a nine. Isn't that right, Kirsten? (laughs) Yes.
1: When you say several, that's very generous (laughs)
0: I wasn't gonna say the actual date
1: (laughs) Uh, so I took IELTS 17 years ago it seems because I moved to England and in order to get to accepted into university in England I had to take IELTS so I took academic academic IELTS
0: awesome and you scored a nine (laughs) congratulations though it was a while ago it's still exciting
1: (laughs) yeah very proud very proud I scored yes and some of the
0: Yes, bad nine overall. Um, Some of the study tips that you're going to provide today, did you use those to prepare for the IELTS exam?
1: It's difficult to say. It's difficult to... That was a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, I would say so. I would say so. I was in the lucky position of having a few native speakers as my teachers. But for the first nine, eight or nine years of learning English, I didn't really have native speaker teachers, but I had passionate teachers and I had inspiring teachers who shared so much more with me than just, you know, vocab and grammar and all that kind of stuff. And we read really cool stuff in school. We had good stuff on the curriculum in Germany. We had One Flew Over the Cuckoo's
0: Nest and Pride and
1: Prejudice and that kind of stuff. Exactly what you want to read if you're 15 in German.
0: Right. (laughs) But it gave you a love for literature, a love for the language. And then how did you transition from, so you passed IELTS, you moved to England. How Mm -hmm. did it come to be that you have, you know, a a language blog and podcast and company?
1: Well, there's a lot of years between that, I guess. I moved to England and something I always tell people, because when you look at the IELTS scale, you think if somebody has a nine, they must be perfect. They must be the perfect English speaker. Nothing can phase them because that's the top of the scale. But I right. got this result and marched into England thinking I'm perfect and didn't understand a word people said at first. Didn't understand a word people said because I moved to Preston and people in Preston talk Lancashire and Lancashire's weird accent, love, uh, which I
0: can't really do anymore. But it's just, very difficult to understand. It's a. Very but I didn't
1: understand accent. the local accent. Mm-hmm. So something I learned really quickly was that this test doesn't really tell me anything so much about my real life abilities. It is an academic ability test it's important it's really useful later on I worked in international admissions so I've seen the other side and I think it's a really useful tool because it prepares you about how to learn and how to write and how to put your thoughts together in a way that makes an important argument and you need to have those skills if you're going to university but if you just want to go out drinking with a lot of people who talk like this you No idea. No idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The IELTS exam did not help you understand them in in a pub. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Not at first, but it comes really quickly. It comes really quickly. Yes. And so we we wanted to talk to you about study habits because you have created this system that really works for your students and your Mm -hmm. listeners. Um, Can you tell us quickly about your Language Habit Toolkit? What does it entail?
1: The Language Habit Toolkit is built around a system, but I call it sort of system agnostic in a way. So it's much more about how to organize yourself rather than which method of memorizing vocab is best or anything like that. This is about how you plan your goals, how you set your goals, how you keep your motivation, how you track what you're doing, and then how to review it. So the core of the system is called, and that's kind of the three tips really, it's like planning, tracking, and reviewing. You want to plan well, set yourself goals that aren't vague. Like I want to be fluent. That is not a useful goal. That's not a useful goal. You'll never know when right. you're fluent. It, right. It, it just doesn't help. Ha- it
0: doesn't work. There's no way to, to gauge that.
1: Yeah. Right. And you know, like even the IELTS doesn't tell you like fluent or anything. So that's, you kind of, you know, there's ways of kind of setting better goals. I've done a lot of work around the goal side of things. And, um, one tip that I definitely have is to say, you've got to work with what you can control. So rather than saying, I want to remember every single one of these 200 words, that's very difficult to really control your own brain, to force your body to do a thing on a schedule, but much, much better. You can say, I want to review 20 of these every day. Because that's something that's really easy to control. It's an action rather than a result. So I often talk about that. Um, Then I talk about tracking, sort of, do you want to check, how to check in with yourself every day, that you don't have to write down the time of like, I've done six hours of this. You know, if it's not so important to you, just track how you felt about it. It's much more important. Um, And in the end, I teach people how to take all that data and actually review it and think about... If you've had a good month, how you can create another good month. And if you've had a bad month, how you can maybe make it a bit better.
0: Oh, I love that. This is so in line with what we talk to our students about in the Three Keys program and and on our podcast all the time. Control what you can. You Mm -hmm. can't be memorizing lists and lists of vocabulary words. You can't. There are so many things that are out of your control with the IELTS exam. You can control having a clear study plan, knowing what to spend your time on, and and having your goals be realistic and and very um, trackable or... Mm -hmm. so that you can gauge, did I make that goal? And I love the idea of deciding, okay, was overall, how did this month go? Mm-hmm. And what do we change going forward? I love that. Yeah. So let's get into some of those, the nitty-gritty okay. on some of that. So when it comes to so your first tip is is planning, right? Mm-hmm. What exactly like students studying for the IELTS exam, what type of planning would, would look good for them, do you think?
1: I divide my goals into I call them vision goals and and path goals but essentially something that focuses on the process which is like you say this is like how do you follow your study plan making your study plan thinking about where your strengths and weaknesses are are you bad at listening then how do you get that listening up to the right level is there some area where you're already really good where you can relax a little bit that's the Path goal, really the practical activity, and I like to think that it doesn't matter so much what exactly you do, but as long as you can see, as as long as it feels like a little bit of a stretch, but not too crazy, right? Okay. Because we don't right. want you to feel bad about yourself. We don't want you to freak out. We don't want you to right. work six hours a day. We, you know, I know people who do it. I know people who cram six hours a day. and then
0: burn out yes yeah
1: you forget it oh I've done it many times and two months later you'll remember nothing so it's better to especially with a language to feel your way into it to kind of learn it in context you know and just listen to podcasts like this one where people are having real conversations it's so much easier now than in when I took my (laughs) IELTS exam
0: (laughs) I know right
1: yeah so that's that. And then the vision goal, that is your strong motivation. So it might be visualizing getting your IELTS certificate and then you've got eights on it and, you're feeling it and then really feel into it and think about how great you're going to feel. Maybe you're going to show your tutor, maybe you're going to show a parent and you'll be like, look at this. And they'll say... You're awesome. And that's going to feel great. But for some yes, people... And for a lot
0: of our students that is immigrating to an English-speaking yeah. country or being able to do the master's degree in English they want oh or taking God. a job in English they want, they have a vision goal yeah. that is very clear to them that they can visualize. Definitely. Like
1: imagine your first day at university. How cool that is going to yes. be. Oh, online university, COVID. It's going to be great. Yes. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> (laughs) But just, you know, really, really imagine it, think about how you're going to feel, what are you going to hear, what are you going to, who are you going to talk to, all those kind of things, because that vision goal has to be super strong with with IELTS candidates, it usually is because you've got something right in front of you, it'll kind of drag, not drag you through, but it's what carry you through through the hard hard times um but and the other one is the much more like realistic okay this is what we're going to do and my best tip for that is don't make a study plan that is longer than a month and if you're preparing for an exam actually you might want to just look at your week and always ask yourself what do I want to get done this week what's important this week don't look six months ahead too much because you can't control it
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. Like a 30 day mm-hmm. plan. And then once you have that outlined, look at daily, weekly, what are the tasks?
1: Yeah. That's Definitely. what the toolkit is based on 30 days. Cause that, I've found that that works really well for me.
0: Excellent. Okay. And what is the second tip?
1: The second tip then would be to track what you're doing. And the main reason for that is in my experience, working with many, many people who are learning French and Japanese and you know, any language, it seems very common that a lot of people either think they do almost nothing when in reality they're doing four hours a day or something like that, or that people think they're doing a lot of, let's say, reading, but they're actually not. They're doing a lot of YouTube watching and they think, okay, I'm doing the same thing, but it's not the same thing. So the more you actually write down what you're doing, The reason for that is not because someone's going to come and shout at you about it or anything, but that's what's going to give you the foundation so you can look back after two weeks and say, maybe I'm, you know, maybe my listening comprehension isn't so good because I've been reading so much. Maybe I can do something about that. And it gives you kind of a view, information, good data (laughs) to take forward and actually change up your routine. And you can do that. You can just check in every day and say, okay, today I did a lot, today I did a little bit. Maybe you check in, like, today I did some listening. You know, I I do it just, like, check boxes, n- mm-hmm. move on. It takes me two minutes a day. And then some people really like to write down what materials they used. Did they like this book? Did they like that book? So you can take it bigger or take it smaller. And, yeah, in the toolkit, I've got, like, templates for this and templates for that. And nice. I found people... Every individual person just takes whatever they want and uses them. I have a feeling a lot of our listeners
0: are hearing this and thinking, that's me, right? (laughs) I'm not really tracking. And I sort of feel like I have a general idea of what I'm doing and what I'm spending time on. But if I were to actually track it, I might realize... It's Mm -hmm. not, you know, I'm, I'm not spending time where I want to, or so that could, could really be a game changer, I think for students to start tracking it
1: where you just think learning, but learning is this like massive box and every, it's got um, too many things in it and can be really confusing.
0: Yes. Okay. Mm. So what is number three?
1: Number three, then is like the last part of the system is reviewing. And that is, you know, you've done your tracking, you've done your goals After a month, let's say, don't just move on and set new goals and just start from zero. You've just done so much work. So first of all, you get to feel great about yourself, no matter what. Look back and look at all, like I said, the good times, the bad times. (laughs) Like any any books that didn't work for you, any podcasts that actually you you love, 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 like this one, or maybe a podcast that you tried, but then you said you were going to do it. But you didn't because these days we get so many resources, we try 10 new things a week and we don't keep everything up. So this is your chance to really look back and build on what you've already done rather than starting new and starting new every single month. So review what you've done. It's it's, it's not that complicated. And then give yourself some credit for no matter, even if you've done one hour, that's a lot. So it's more than most other people. Give yourself some credit, feel good, and move forward with information from a good place.
0: I love that. I love even, you know, even if it was a rough week and you didn't get a lot done, feel good about it anyway. Yep. Focus on the positive because we do, we just get dragged down and frustrated and then we waste even more time. But if we can stay positive about whatever it was, however we did, then we're going to do better the next week and feel good about it moving forward. So that is awesome advice. I love it. I'm so yeah. excited for our listeners to have these tips and let them know, um, Kirsten, where can they find your podcast? your toolkit and all of this information online?
1: Yeah. So the podcast, I think you you might really enjoy it if you enjoyed this one. We, we are language learners too. So we are language coaches and trainers, but we're also language learners. And we've got a cool interview every month and we've got lots of listener questions answered. But once a month, my friend Lindsay and I check in with each other and we talk about all the things we haven't managed and all the things that And maybe as planned and all the things that are going well. So you, a lot of people will feel like they're in really good company with us. That is a podcast called The Fluent Show. We've got nearly 200 episodes, nearly, (laughs) maybe by the time this comes up, it'll be 200 (laughs) episodes. So very proud of that. Yes. And yeah, it's out at fluent.show. That's the website or wherever you get your podcast, just put in Fluent Show. It's really easy.
0: Awesome. And then what about if they are interested, if students are recognizing, I need a little more help, Mm -hmm. a little more direction, studying and setting goals and tracking them, how can they find your language habit toolkit?
1: That is at fluentlanguage.co.uk. It's got a fairly long address. So maybe I'll just make you one fluentlanguage.co.uk slash toolkit. And that'll make life a little bit easier
0: for yes. you. Yes. Perfect. Come back to our blog. I will link to Kirsten's toolkit and to her show. So allersenglish.com slash IELTS. Come back, read the blog, and get these links to go and get these excellent resources. Kirsten, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You're I welcome. loved having you come for a chat. Thank you, Aubrey. It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun. All right. We'll see you next time. Have a good day.